The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Great crowds were traveling with Jesus, and he turned and addressed them. If anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not carry his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Which of you, wishing to construct a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if there is enough for its completion? Otherwise, after laying the foundation and finding himself unable to finish the work, the onlookers should laugh at him and say, This one began to build but did not have the resources to finish. Or what king, marching into battle, would not first sit down and decide whether with 10,000 troops he can successfully oppose another king advancing upon him with 20,000 troops. But if not, while he is still far away, he will send a delegation to ask for peace terms. In the same way, every one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ. So in light of this feast day, the church chose this gospel. St. Ignatius of Loyola, you may know, was first a soldier, a military man. And he was looking for his own glory and his own, uh, you know, pride and power and pleasure very self-centered, very egotistical in a sense. And as I was reading through this gospel, it's like, okay, what's Jesus shining the light on here for us today? I think it's just recognizing that we all sometimes start to build things as Jesus you know, starts to describe here this building of a... Uh, you know, any it doesn't say specifically, right? Um, a tower, okay? A tower or fighting a battle. What does building a tower and fighting a battle have to do with a relationship with God? Well, the tower could refer to those proverbial walls that we build up around our hearts. The battle could refer to some of those battles that we have with people or institutions, perhaps, that maybe God doesn't want us fighting, you know? And so I think that was Ignatius, right? He was fighting a battle between, I forget if it was just warring factions within Spain, or it could have been France. I think it was France, actually, now that I think about it. But anyway, the fact is God wanted Ignatius fighting a different battle. And he got wounded badly, you may know basically got his leg all blown up and I mean it was still there but very crooked and so they set it and you may know that he was so vain that as it was healing he recognized it was crooked he said break it again I can't be walking around with a crooked leg like that's how vain he was but then as he continued his convalescence he asked for books and really where he was staying, it was a relative of his. The only books they had were, were on chivalry, but also on the lives of the saints. 
and uh, the life of Christ. And that really began his first uh, discernment. It was his first experience of discernment of spirits, really. Because he began to notice that as he read those books on chivalry and conquest and romance, that, yeah, he got excited about that. But that excitement quickly faded. And he was left feeling very empty inside. On the other hand, as he was reading the lives of the saints and the life of Christ, he was filled with this excitement that really did last longer and really challenged him in a way that was uh, profound. It wasn't a fleeting experience, in other words. And so there he was discerning, okay, what am I being called to? What, what voices am I hearing? You could also say, what voices am I hearing? Is that the voice of God? Is that the voice of the enemy, as he would like to say? So long story short, he felt like it was God calling him to be a saint. And he didn't know exactly what that meant at the time, but he chased after it. And he chased after it with a lot of passion. He was a very passionate man. And little by little, the Lord directed him and, you know, showed him where he was going off the tracks a little bit. And little by little, he developed the spiritual exercises. Some people say that he was the first modern day psychologist because he was so good at being mindful he developed the examine prayer, which we're all familiar with to some degree. The examine prayer. And unfortunately, we've turned the examine prayer, or some people have turned the examine prayer into an examination of conscience that looks at what I did wrong or what I did right and really doesn't get to the heart of the matter, which was Ignatius's original intention to examine the movements or the motions of your heart. In other words, what was I feeling? As I thought this, or as I did that, or as that happened to me, what was I feeling? What kind of a reaction was stirring inside of me? And to be aware of that, and to be aware of that often, so that we just don't get carried away in one direction, or so that we don't get pounded down in another one. But where's the Lord in all of that? And that's why that first reading was chosen, I'm sure. Do everything for the glory of God. Finding God in everything. That's one of Ignatius's uh, trademarks, if you will. One of the pillars of his spirituality. Finding God in everything. But you can really only do that if you're constantly aware of God's presence. So Ignatius like all saints, some perhaps more than others, but nevertheless, he was very aware of God's presence and he was aware of how God was speaking to him and moving in his life and how God was revealing himself to Ignatius in all things as well. And that's something beautiful. Our psalm, I think, speaks to that. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord in everything, in everything. First, it's harder to taste and see the goodness of the Lord when we're going through trials. But when we're in a time of consolation, as Ignatius would say, taste and see the goodness of the Lord in everything, in everyone. Of course, in the Eucharist, 
in your prayer, in the scriptures. Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. The Lord wants to be tasted. The Lord wants to be known. He wants to be seen. He has revealed himself, right? That's what Christianity is all about. It's a religion of revelation, right? God has revealed himself and continues to reveal himself to us more and more each and every day. Ignatius knew that. He appreciated that. And he made himself available in that sense. He, he opened himself to that experience every day, all throughout the day. So let's pray for that. Let's ask St. Ignatius to pray for us today that we could be radically open to God. And that's really what that first part of the gospel was talking about. Jesus doesn't literally want us to hate anybody, let alone our parents or our brothers and sisters. That's not what Jesus is saying. What he is saying is that our relationship, the relationship that you have with God, that God has with you, that's number one. That is the most important relationship in your life. Yes, even more important than mom and dad and brothers and sisters and husbands and wives. And yes, yes, that's true. And that's a pretty radical thing to say. And that's a radical thing to embrace. But when we do that, when we're because then we're able to receive this pure love, this divine love, this unconditional love from God. If we really seek him, Lord, show me. You know, I want to become one who sees. I want to see your beauty. I want to taste and see your goodness, your mercy, your kindness towards me personally. I want to see that. I want to taste that. I want to experience that for myself. And as we do that, then... It's just going to naturally, or you might say supernaturally, overflow to others in our lives. And we're going to see then, too, what God sees in all of us. Because let's face it, sometimes it's hard to love some people, right? It's hard to see what God sees in some people. No doubt about it. Right, Christopher West told some really funny stories throughout the course. But he was really, you know, he was very vulnerable and very beautiful about how he just, okay, Lord, I am having a really hard time seeing this person sitting next to me on the plane right now the way you see her. Help me to see her the way that you see her. And he did. He did, and he told us one really funny story, and he did. His wife was calling him on the phone right as he was saying goodbye to this woman in the airport. And I'm not going to say on the recording what he said, but anyway, it was really beautiful. And <clears throat> it's something that God wants for all of his people. But that starts with us, right? We taste and we see the goodness of God. We even taste and see the goodness of ourselves. One little prayer that I passed around a lot was, Lord, help me to see and love in myself what you see and love in me. Because God wants us to love ourselves the way that he loves us. And then help me to 
see in love in others what you see in love in them. And, but all that comes from first having that experience of the Lord and his beauty, his goodness, his truth. So St. Ignatius, pray for us today that like you, we could seek God with great passion and that we could taste and see his goodness in our own prayer and so be transformed through that encounter with the living God. Amen.